All right, welcome to episode 35 of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. My name is Pat. Today we're joined by Rick. Rick. And Chance. Hello. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We are a weekly gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. We discuss the week's biggest gaming news, game reviews, impressions, and talk about the gaming industry in general. Of course, we don't only discuss games. We occasionally talk about movies, TV shows. Pizza toppings. That's an interesting one. I'd go just red onion, honestly. Maybe pancetta. Jalapeno. Jalapeno, nice one. All right. This week we'll be discussing uh, rumors of a new From Software game, uh, the reveal of the new Call of Duty. Spoilers, it's Modern Warfare again. And then a uh, Death Stranding dropped a new trailer and a release date, so we'll discuss that. But first, let's, let's talk about a little bit about housekeeping here. So uh, we have our Game of Thrones episode that we just did last week. Go watch that if you're into Game of Thrones. There's spoilers that it covers season eight. We also have a uh, spoiler cast of Avengers that we did a couple weeks back. Go see Avengers again because it's so close to beating Avatar. And then you can go listen to our Avengers spoiler cast. Next week, we won't be releasing a podcast because E3 is officially starting. So we decided to kind of just wait until all of E3 is over and then do one giant episode that covers everything. Uh, Some of you might be wondering where the hell Zach is. Well, uh, we at TugPod have a very strict policy against inappropriate behavior. And recently it came to light that he had some very offensive tweets and we had to let him go. Yeah, I actually, um, we were able to seize his phone and found some very compromising pictures of, um, I'm, I'm sorry to bring this up so soon, our coworker Chance. What? Um, him bending over a table. about this? It was very... He tried to protect you, but... I, you, you never know like when a Harvey Weinstein could be sitting right next to you, and apparently this happens all the time. So we're very sorry for Zach, and we will, I would say we miss him, but... Yeah, he, he's so embarrassed he had to leave the country. I thought he was going to have vasect me. <laughs> I think that was last week. No. Oh. <laughs> His voice was slightly higher last week. It was. Those of you who didn't realize that. But yeah, so Zach... Also, I don't think vasectomies do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Zach is no longer with us, so fuck him. All right, but... Before we move on to our actual topics, what have we been playing? Chance, when we start with you. Um, truthfully, I've been playing a lot of Apex and WoW. 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 <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much it. I got, I'm almost max level, like three levels away. In what? WoW? Or? In WoW. I'm already max level in Apex. And I'm excited for E3 because they're going to have so much more stuff. Um, season 2 is probably going to start around that time. So, Rick, what about you? I've been having a lot of fun, doing a lot of things uh, as far as what I've been playing. Um, I think the day after the last time I was on the podcast, I got uh, God of War for the PlayStation 4. Nice. And Super Mario Odyssey for the Switch. Nice. Odyssey I knocked out real fast. That was not too bad. And then you get like, oh, they're like, oh, you can replay the levels and get all these moons. And you can actually go to the store and buy like 10 moons at a time. And yeah. it kind of <laughs> makes it super cheap. So I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> but God of War has been fun. I'm probably maybe like 25% of the way through. Um, it's so far so good. I wouldn't call it game of the year. Keep playing, dude. I, I, I'll keep playing. I'll it's keep definitely playing. up there. I'm not saying it was game of the year last year, but... It's Still, even like graphics-wise, like Red Dead had its moments over that. But I'll keep playing and see how it goes. Um, how much do you hate Atreus? It's all right, I mean, honestly. The, sun, the fact that little... the fact that I don't have to like babysit him all the time, and he's just there to maybe shoot arrows if I press a certain button. Like I don't care. Well, I heard he gets better throughout the game. Yeah, you can upgrade him, and like maybe he'll help you fight. But I don't. Well, really he kind of grows as a person. I think like oh, he's like, I, I, he I might also... not be an annoying kid in the beginning or at the end than he like it wasn't. I don't really. I don't know. He's annoying throughout. I think, but whatever. Yeah. So so far so good. Um, played some Doctor Mario last night just for the fun of it because <laughs> I just still wanted to play Switch. Also. Another one, um, this past week, they released uh, Resident Evil. Four on Switch. Four. Uh, they released Resident Evil Zero and the Resident Evil HD remake on Switch. So really? I bought the HD remake, so I'm halfway through that as well. I've been nice. I've been busy. Yeah, it's also been like two weeks since we talked about what we're playing. So. Yeah, exactly. So I've been, yeah, I've been, been doing my homework, Pat. 
Yeah, I, I actually have a couple games I want to talk about too. Uh, I bought Observation, which is the game we uh, saw in that the Sony State of Play. Mm-hmm. That was like you play as like basically Hal from 2001 Space Odyssey. Like you're the AI on this ship and you're figuring out what happened. It, it took me like six or seven hours to beat the campaign. It's like a story-based puzzle game. It was super interesting. You could tell it wasn't like it's an indie game because the there was some like video glitches and like you know me cutting through the level during a cutscene and things like that but the story is phenomenal and the puzzles were great i loved it it was a great game i got it on the epic game store for twelve dollars because they had a sale going because if you bought anything over fifteen dollars they gave you ten dollars off yeah oh yeah that, yeah yeah which a is a lot of games pulled out which is ridiculous observation came out like a week before that and it was a thirty dollar game cheap. i got for twelve because it was on sale too so yeah Highly worth it, even at full price. Go buy Observation. It was great. And then I actually went on Game Pass, and I played uh, The Observer, or I, can't, I guess it's just Observer, and Tacoma. Uh, both these games are like short indie games. Uh, Tacoma is by the people who did Gone Home, so it's kind of like a, a walking simulator, but it's also in space, so it's like a floating simulator. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... Uh, it's an a, it's a game where AR technology is like there and this AI on the space station has been recording bits and pieces of this crew. So you you are a consultant or a, a third party contractor hired to go extract information for this company after something occurred on the space station. So you're all the uh, information you're getting is from these AR recordings and you actually have to like you get as much story as you want by following the AR projections around and listening to them. It was a pretty interesting story. It took me like two hours to beat. So it's kind of like a movie at that point, but still like game pass, go play it if you have it. And then I played observer, which is a uh, first person uh, investigation, psychological horror game also takes place in the future. Uh, I was on a pretty sci-fi kick this weekend. It takes place 2084 which is not 100 years after 1984 on accident. <laughs> like it's, it has a lot of the same themes of uh, 1984. You play as this detective called an observer who has like augmentations to his body and he in- interrogates people through a neural link. And the campaign, it took me like eight hours to beat. So all these like shorter like, games are like phenomenal. And you... Uh, are basically trying to find your son and you get locked down in this apartment complex and you're figuring out what happened to your son, where he is. There's a murderer on the loose. It's like a really interesting story. And I knew nothing about this game when I started playing it. It just looked cool. And yeah, go play it. It was great. And then, oh, I did play uh, Splitgate on Steam. Oh yeah, you're even playing. Which is basically Halo. I am like 99% sure these are former developers at Bungie or somewhere else that like split off and made their own game. It's basically Halo with portals. So the multiplayer thing, it's free to play on Steam. Go download it. You play. It's it has all like the same game modes. I was playing SWAT. There's a teabag confirmed. So when you kill somebody, they drop a, a teabag, and you have to go in. You have to teabag it to get the point instead of just going to pick it up. Uh, really and playing on that. Yeah, you, your bumpers are uh, your left bumper has your gold portal. Your right bumper has your purple portal, and you can go through your portals anywhere. They have these like blue surfaces, and it's first-person shooter madness. It's it's great. You have a jetpack. It's super fun. So yeah, that was pretty much it. <laughs> We've been playing a lot. Yes. <laughs> All right. So first topic here: uh, rumors of a new From Software game. So back in March, there was a couple of rumors that From Software had an unannounced game that was written by George R. R. Martin. It kind of like got the spotlight for a little bit, but then like nothing else came out of it. There's no solid information one way or another. So you know, it kind of just blended back into the. Uh, the tall grass, if you will. And uh, recently, on right after the Game of Thrones finale, George R. R. Martin likes to do his like blog posts or whatever. And he basically, in the blog post, I'm going to read you the quote he had on here. He's like, I've consulted on a video game out of Japan. So basically, he admitted that he consulted on a video game. 
out of Japan from software as a Japanese developer. So people immediately like this, this one sentence line in his blog lit a firestorm (laughs) and people just started speculating crazy. And then, uh, a report out of uh, Gamatsu came out the next day and they relayed information that they got from an anonymous source who said that the unannounced title with which George R. R. Martin had consulted on was an open world game with horse riding and it would be published by Bandai Namco. It's a collaboration between George R. R. Martin and Miyazaki, who's known for his Soul series. Um, it's They said it's been in development for three years already, so... Probably like that's the standard time that you'd expect a, a game like this to be in development and that it would be announced at Microsoft's E3 press conference. Um, some other source had some other rumors that it's going to be featuring Norse mythology and the title is Great Rune. So a lot, a lot of unconfirmed information on here. But what do we think? Like, does this sound like something we would want? I mean, it's going to be... I feel like it's going to be a lot of lore and detail. I feel like the story could be really, really good. Yeah, I'm just scared with Bandai Namco. It's not like they have a great reputation. <laughs> um, Are you a fan of the Soul series? It's just Dark Souls, right? Yeah, Dark Souls, uh, Bloodborne, and So, like, yeah, the super Souls. hard... Like, learn the patterns. Like, it's kind of like yeah. uh, the game that Zach was playing. Um, Shakira. 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 Yeah. I don't know if it'd be the same style, but I mean, I would think it'd be somewhat like that if that guy is, you know, working on it. But it's open world and you ride around on a horse. Yeah. Something. And everybody dies. So I guess everybody dies with Dark Souls. It makes sense. So I've, I've never been a big fan of the Soul series. I've tried. I think Dark Souls 2 was the one I tried and I got like a little bit in. I kept dying. I'm like, this isn't <laughs> fun for me. So I'm just, I'm, I'm gone. And like, it never interested me because it didn't have, I'm sure like people have said once you play it, it like develops that lore, but there's no like straight up story. Like I think the one I played, you start off alive and then you just, they're in a room. You're in a dark area yeah. and you walk around and there's something that kills you immediately. Exactly. Yeah. Then you get around that and you find something else that kills you immediately. Yeah. You get around that and then, yeah. Yeah. So those kinds of games never interested me, but, but if the story is being written by George R. R. Martin or, you know, if he's consulting on it, then, you know, that it, it immediately makes me interested for this, this game and Norse mythology. Like, yeah, of course I'm interested Sorry, after in the past, what, six months playing Hellblade and now God of War, it's just like, all right, cool. I'm getting this Norse mythology thing. Like, <laughs> I have to search for more runes. I'm going to fucking kill myself. This is... <laughs> title might be great runes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm probably going to take a break before I go buy that, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. See how long it's been. Um, from, I, I didn't see too much on this. I know I heard from a video that they mentioned like you're going from you like go to from different areas and you fight lords and you steal their abilities or something. I have no idea. I don't know. I, some guy who did a lot more research than I did made a video and that's he mentioned. I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, I mean, if it's North mythology, I could definitely see them go the Dark Souls route with big creatures that you have to learn patterns and they, you know, um, you probably die a lot. I can see that. So most of these are unconfirmed rumors. So let's create some rumors of our own on this podcast about this game. So I heard that you can get a sword that is on fire like Azora High, but every time you use it, you get lit on fire yourself. Ooh, I actually heard that it's a misdirection, and really you're Jon Snow north of the wall. So <laughs> that's the whole game? Yeah, like you ride around on horses, it's hard as fuck, because yeah, sure, there's Northmen, but they all love you, but there's other shit up there, like giants, and like children of the forest and shit like that. And every time you press the B button, your character says, I don't want it! Yep, but and, and like, <laughs> but you don't know which button to press because you really don't know anything. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you do have uh, oddly thick plot armor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's so true. Would... And only one revive. That's yeah. You need a a red woman there to to revive you. Um, would we have wanted this game to be a instead of like it seems like it's going to be a new IP? Would we have? Would you have preferred this to be in the world of Ice and Fire? I would. I think it'd be awesome. Like I, we talked about this from your. Um... I think when you said the Westeros, like Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed Westeros, like that'd be awesome if it was like yeah. open world. You can like maybe pick a house and like you know you customize and level up and you know 
do whatever you want. That'd be awesome. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a uh, kind of obscure uh, game already called Game of Thrones that was developed like mid like t- 2012, I think. So like towards the end of the 360 and PS3 generation. But it was like a story-based 40-hour RPG where you played as like two separate characters. The story was consulted on by George R. R. Martin. And from what I've heard, I haven't actually played the game, but from what I've heard, the story was great. It's the gameplay and the graphics felt like they were from PS2. And 2012, they didn't market it enough with like the Game of Thrones license that it kind of just died. So I totally want them to do another shot at a somewhere down the line. I, I Right now, I want George R. R. Martin to finish Winds of Winter, but I would love for him to do a World of Ice and Fire game at some point. Well, too fucking bad, Pat, because he's doing a video game. <laughs> he's doing Great Ruin, apparently. <laughs> and uh, some short films and, like, 16 other books, according <laughs> to his blog. I don't know. There's not too much info on it. Other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, personally. So if this, if this is announced at the Microsoft E3, is that a huge get for them? I mean, the season eight just ended, even... I think it's perfect time to announce a game like this. I think they're going to sleep on it for a hot minute. I'm pretty sure no, no, like really no major details are really set in stone quite yet. So, eh, so you're not yeah. buying into the whole revealed at Microsoft E3. Think about just like a little trailer or something, like nothing more, just like a tra- like a small trailer, like a hint teaser. So they was it? Yeah, it was Sekiro, not this last E3. But the E3 before that, they had that, like, it wasn't, they didn't even have a title at that point. They had that little teaser that's like, Shadows Die Twice or whatever. And that's all we had. And then the next year, they officially revealed the game. That was at Microsoft's E3, I believe. So. Yeah, I think it was. Maybe we just get that, like, little trailer or, like, logo or something. And then eventually we get the actual trailer or something. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I've never been into a Souls game, and this intrigues me. What's the news? What's the news? Not Slow News! Welcome to Not Slow News. This is where I rattle off uh, certain segments of news. Uh, things that are confirmed, things are rumored, but I'm going to say them really fast, and we both have, uh, or we all have, um, one sentence to respond. So, let's do it. Let's do it fast. Rambo! Last Blood has been announced and trailer revealed. Didn't they already have a Rambo, like, last year that was supposed to be the final one? Uh, it looked kind of crazy. I don't know what to expect. <laughs> that was technically a Rocky that they did. Oh, I yeah. couldn't tell. Creed 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Nintendo announced, or Pokemon announces Pokemon Home and Pokemon Sleep. Uh, Pokemon Sleep is basically Pokemon Go, but tracks your sleeping, which is kind of creepy. And Pokemon Home is a nice little home base uh, app that you can have for your Pokemon, which will eventually allow you to kind of use it with uh, Sword and Shield. Yeah, this is brilliant. Apparently, they didn't. They weren't just satisfied with getting people's money while they're awake. They want to get people's money while they're sleeping, too. <laughs> I think it's a great idea, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go with this. <laughs> All right. Um... Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back uh, revamp has uh, finished wrapping filming. Yeah, I heard the shoot was only like 12 days or something. They, it was like a really small budget movie. <laughs> the James Bond movie? Is that what you said? Yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently Aladdin did well in the box office. Did it though? I heard good things about it. I kind of want to check it out. I'm interested. And our last topic, Kit Harrington going to a wellness center after the last season of Game of Thrones reception. Yeah, that finale, you thought it was hard on you. <laughs> I saw the reaction of him seeing it on the script, and he really did take it hard. <laughs> Jon Snow blows nothing. <laughs> Get it? Blow, like, drugs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Thank you. All right, so topic number two here. The new Call of Duty was just... Re- this is a fresh topic. Like, this just happened. The guacamole is, like, not even brown yet. It has not congealed. Yes. <laughs> so Call of Duty 2019 was revealed with a short two-minute trailer, but then they also had uh, press that they invited to Infinity Ward last week, and they get, kind of gave, like, a little... Like, today was the day that they could talk about it officially. So we do have some extra news about it. It's called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, that's right. So the first Modern Warfare was called Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. So, of course, the fourth game is called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <laughs> you just take the four out, right? <laughs> this is some Christopher Nolan level shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, it's they said it's like a soft reboot for the franchise, and it looks like more realistic and gritty from what we saw in the trailer. Chance, I'll let you take over because you know the most about this. Yeah, they mentioned it's not a prequel or sequel, and that's just going to be a new story, and they're bringing back old characters and introducing new ones. For example, like uh, Captain Price, which is in Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Uh, at first, I saw the video. I was thinking they were going to have a little bit of a conference or something where they give a lot of info, and I literally am sitting here waiting like for 20 minutes, and then a little minute and 40 minute second trailer comes out. <laughs> I'm like, wait, is this it? <laughs> um, but I did find Charlie Intel on Twitter, and uh, they have a website, and they get everything Call of Duty news, and they expanded on um, inf- on the information because they had a, uh, I guess, a reporter go to uh, Infinity Ward and get some more info and actually try a demo. Let's let's talk about the campaign first here. the The article I read talked about how it starts off with like this bombing in London, and like you're right in the middle of it, and then you get like a, not like a cutscene, you get like a short like snippet of gameplay for that like bomb going off, like this terrorist attack in London, and then it jumps to a news report of that happening. So like you're seeing it like more realistically. It's not like trying to glorify it. It's actually showing the the impact of it or like yeah like how the old call of duty is you like back up to a map and then you just see like you know news reports and like it's just like you're not there but like fifty thousand people used to live here yeah it's like ghosts and they have the arrows pointing to the nukes going from place to place what about that one where you were like a soldier and then a nuclear bomb blows blows up and then you die and then you're somebody else Do, do, do you guys forget about that I don't yeah, think they do, played yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they do that all, they yeah, shit all the time. This is nothing new. You die. Yeah, I, I understand that, but this is like the news report and stuff. It's actually like making it more grounded and like it's the more impact of the actual yeah. terrorist attack. Not just like this is an explosion for the sake of a set piece. Yeah, it's on, it's on the news now, and another character is watching it. E- well, and that, that makes like you're it jumping grounded. from characters and perspective more than like. Yeah, and then. The, the story actually takes place where uh, you're playing as this, I forget who the, I don't even know if they named the protagonist or whatever, but you're playing as them and there's a flashback to them as a kid and they're grown up in some war-torn country, Middle East. some in Middle East country where it's the perspective of the kid. Like you're playing as the kid who is like living through this attack by the Russians and I think your mom like blows up or something and then your dad is trying to help you get out of the city and there's a moment where a russian soldier like corners you and your family and you have as the kid have to get the screwdriver and actually have to like stab him and defend your family or whatever and like it shows like it's it looks like it's actual character development not just like a nameless soldier who's you know disposable I feel like this game is going to be very controversial because I think you're going to see a lot of like women and children dying. Like, and you typically don't see that in a lot of video games. Um, like the guy who played the, um, uh, I guess the guy who made the article, uh, Keshav Bot or whatever. Uh, I think that was the his the writer of the article. Um, he said the first, yeah, the first um, mission was a breach style, is what they called it, and that was like going into they're breaching buildings in London trying to find, I guess, the terrorists that did this bombing. And they're, you know, checking rooms and bathrooms. And there's a part where, like, there's a, they find a woman and she goes to reach for a gun. They just light her up. And, like, uh, apparently there's you go into a room, there's a crying baby in a crib and another woman and a guy hiding in there. Like, you could, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like controversial stuff. Like, could you shoot the child? Or, like, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, you're they, just shooting women and They mentioned, like, like you have the option to either shoot because the, the woman's going for the crying baby. So, yeah. they, so you could like shoot say, her on accident like, or something. Or Is she going for a weapon or is she actually going, going for the to the baby? Like she got and a like, weapon in the crib. You have the choice to shoot her or let this continue or whatever. Yeah. It just, it seems more tactical g- gameplay too. Like it's smaller. It's not just giant set pieces where you're just shooting wave after wave of soldier. Like you're actually, it seems like almost like Rainbow Six Siege where you have to go around corners. It's more tactical. There's like nighttime night vision stuff it's like smaller in enclosed places and i don't know it just seems more not like the the set piece for the sake of a set piece you know what i mean like an actual story developing here 
Yeah, like I, like you mentioned, like the flashback. Um, that was the second mission that they said they played, and I mean that's like kind of crazy how you're you're in the, you're in or perspective as a young girl, and apparently like you get trapped under the rubble caused by a Russian drone. Apparently there's another girl that's trapped with you, and you get saved and she doesn't. You know, you run to your dad, then you have to go home to eat your brother. Then yeah, that soldier comes in and kills your father. You find out your mother was killed. Uh, the kids somehow, like, while the father just scratched the soldier, the kids kill the Russian soldier. And then after that, they go on a, like, it turns into a stealth mission. And then that's when, I guess, near the end of that, you get almost caught. You have to distra- distract the Russian soldier by calling your brother's cell phone to, like, make a distraction. And the sister doesn't want him to get caught, so she kind of has to reveal herself. And he notices, turns around, they both put the guns at each other, and then the screen goes black, and you hear a began- uh, gunshot. So like you know, you know what I mean? It's just kind of crazy seeing that perspective of like yeah, it, it, then and there happening. It's crazy. The writing feels a lot different than the past Call of Duty games, and I think that's because two of the lead writers from Naughty Dog, who were hired by Infinity Ward a couple years ago, this is technically the first game that they've been working on. It 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 seems like it has that tone of like The Last of Us kind of like that gritty like this world is fucked up, and we're gonna show you. Like the, first the person, yeah. like everything. Not like, just the world, the people are fucked up and like But this is not a continuation of the story of what's the last Call of Duty that was made. No, this Black is Ops a completely 4? new story. No. How was that campaign? That campaign isn't campaign. Uh, Yeah, they didn't have campaign. Yeah. <laughs> See, oh. I think I think what it is because of the different studios that work on it. I think they like I feel like Treyarch is mostly gonna focus on the Battle Royale um and stuff like that. And then this game, like maybe in Modern Warfare is gonna be like the campaign focus. Like yeah. and since they didn't do it last time, maybe this was gonna be like the best campaign they've ever made. So this one, um, there was no mention of Blackout, which is their battle royale or whatever. There was some details on the multiplayer, and I think this is kind of important, so let's go into multiplayer. They said it's gonna be cross play between PC and consoles. And there's no season pass, so they're going to give you free maps, free weapons, all this stuff. They don't want to fracture the community. The fact that this, like Call of Duty, the biggest multiplayer franchise pretty much ever at this point, is like leading the charge for crossplay between consoles and PC, it just kind of like sets the, the standard, I think. So pretty much every multiplayer game from now on is like, gonna have yeah, to do like, why can't they do that oh call of duty did it why can't they yeah. and, and they they, they said multiplayer between consoles and pc they said it's coming to ps4 uh, xbox one and pc uh they didn't strictly mention crossplay between consoles so xbox but and ps4 but from what i've heard with the news people like the the press that went to infinity war and everything that's what they're insinuating like I could be, you could be on PS4, I could be on Xbox, Chance could be on P- uh, PC, and we could all play together. And if that's the standard going forward, I fully expect next gen, Everyone every, yeah, every multiplayer game should so have So next this. gen, they're fluid? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we can all play together? Yes. No matter what, what parts yeah. you're playing with? Exactly. I love it. Even on the Switch, you can play on Switch. You can switch know. it about, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think that's, I mean, this is kind of a, very small thing but like you know how usually they have call of duty has like the um not memberships but like partnerships with like you know both microsoft and so like how they did like oh you can play the maps like a week early like i wonder if they're gonna get rid of that all together and just well, everyone the, gets it all together the trailer that we saw had a little snippet of play it first on ps4 okay so, that, yeah. so they're gonna still gonna stagger maps but everyone's eventually gonna get them for free yeah Again, the past, they, which is gonna, recently they've been doing like what a week and then it's just a, it used to be a month. Yeah. Now it's only a week, which is nothing. Like that's not bad at all. Yeah. It, it's just you know crossplay, no DLC, Free strong minutes. focus on a what seems like a well written campaign. This does not seem like Activision or Call of Duty to me. Like I find that this is one of the most weird. Well, they have to do something different. They're going to release a Call of Duty every year. You have to do something to shake it up, you know? Do you think this is Activision reacting to everything that's happened with EA and, like, the bad press they've gotten for microtransactions for, you know... I think that's part of it. Not having a campaign in uh, the last one, uh, Black Ops 4 not having... EA not having a campaign for Battlefield Battlefront 1, whatever it was. Like, is this Activision who we've always seen as like the money hungry corporate bastards changing their ways. I believe it when I see it. 
<laughs> like yeah. I, when I buy the game and I don't have these random adverts like popping up every time I load up the game, then I'll believe it. I mean, I feel like it's like different because it's what um, Sledgehammer, Infinity Ward, and Treyarch. I feel like they do their own Call of Duties and they're all different in their own ways. Um, I could see Modern Warfare going for more of a story-based where Treyarch may do the Battle Royale and then Sledgehammer will have to figure out the thing. Do you think they won't carry the Battle Royale forward? I think they're going to continue supporting Blackout until the next Treyarch game. Um, but I feel like it's one of those like live services where they're going to continue just to you know, change the map and add stuff to and have events You know, even after the next... New Call of, Call of Duty comes out, so so it gives you reason to play it. I could see them doing something like if you buy this game, it'll include the b- access to Blackout. So even if you don't buy, if you even if you didn't have Black Ops yeah. Four, you can still access Blackout through this game. Kind of like how so if you did. didn't buy Black Ops Four, you can you can buy this one and get Black Ops. That sounds like a great. I just don't know. Like obviously the styles super dark realistic compared to like a kind of a colorful it definitely would look different but i'm sure they'll mention like oh hey, this is from a different call of duty but here's the rattle yeah, I mean, you just they splinter that off and then have give you access to that or whatever yeah. so i could see them doing that that's a way to keep that community alive because you know normally call of duty players buy call of duty every year to play it so if they're if the next call of duty doesn't include blackout and someone's super hardcore into it, that might be a reason for them to be like, you know, maybe I don't want the next Call of Duty. Yeah. Especially if the next one is focusing so much on campaign. And I feel like that's what it kind of is nowadays. It used to be where like you had to get the new Call of Duty. And I think nowadays it's like, in my opinion, it's like, I like the Treyarch game. So like, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with playing a Call of Duty that maybe that came out a year or two before, if you as much as you like it. And those games do keep their um player base too you know what i mean i feel like people will still be playing a lot of black op or black ops 4 when this next call of duty comes out so yeah and we've kind of seen like obviously every call of duty sells extremely well every year but there has been a slow decline in the sales of a new call of duty um i think we saw that with like infinity war or which one was uh, definitely space one the Advanced Warfare? I don't know. Advanced Warfare, Infinity Warfare. Yeah, those were trash. World War II even, I think. You saw the dip. I think Black Ops, because it's such a known quantity, sold extremely well, but it's been on a decline for a couple years now. So will this no paid DLC and stuff like that, will will you think this will invigorate the audience? It will definitely get people's interest because the season pass was 40 bucks. 40, 50 bucks, and like seeing how you don't have to get that, and I'm sure they're gonna have you know uh, I'm sure they'll supplement. They're gonna have like the um what they have in, yeah they have like they're gonna have like the pass in the game where like as you play you level up and earn stuff Battle and then you can spend yeah then you can spend the money to get through there quicker. But I mean, if it's just cosmetic shit and I'm getting the maps and guns and stuff for free, I'm totally fine with that. So community questions, huh? Community questions. All right, so what we do is we ask the community a question, and we get a bunch of responses, and we like to let everyone know what they were said, what was said on the Reddit page. So I don't know if that was a great explanation, but it's fine. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so the question that we asked was: are, are you inclined to overlook bad gameplay for a good story in a video game, or vice versa? Um, what is an example of a time you've done so? Rick, why don't, why don't we start with your answer to this question, and we'll, we'll have a chance to give it some time to look at okay. some responses. <laughs> oh, man, this is a hard one. So a video game that either had a great story and terrible gameplay or terrible gameplay. Yeah, so hypothetical video game that has good story but bad gameplay or a game that has great gameplay but bad story. Which, which would one? Prefer? Which one are you more inclined to, like, uh, overlook likely, bad gameplay or bad story I, I'd more I'd, it's hard to get past a bad story even if the game's pretty great um, the story's not there it's kind of hard to get through uh, and even if the story's like out there and kind of like what did I just play like most Metal Gear Solid games still I love those and it's like oh my gosh all this shit's pretty fucking crazy like this arm like infected this other guy and turned him into my brother. <laughs> what the hell? It's it's crazy ass shit. 
but it, it, it really makes for a fun game and a fun play. Um, kind of like right now, I'm replaying the Resident Evil uh, HD remake. And they kind of keep the old camera angles, which is fucking awful. Uh, yeah. You don't even have the over over the shoulder. You have like, like those creepy little controls. Like, I'm st- my character is staring down a hall, but I have no idea what they're looking at right now. There could be something right in front of me. Yeah. I can't see it. <laughs> but still, the story and like those little items that you find that you know tell more of the story. I love that shit, and I can't get enough of it. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the same way. Like if if it's great gameplay and a mediocre story, I will lose interest pretty quickly. But if the story is compelling enough, I will, you know, dredge through bad gameplay to finish that story. Or no gameplay in like the case of uh the Telltale games. Like those are strictly story and the the puzzles are like I found this candle that lights this hallway now or well, it's whatever. like point and click, isn't it? Yeah, like so there's not much gameplay, but the story is. Exactly. I guess that's a very good example. I forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah. Well, even like Hellblade, like it's not like the yeah. combat was particularly inspired. Yeah, it, it's very uh, standard hack and slash. There's no like. Like finding the runes was cool, but other than that, like it was all about the story. Yeah. And that's exactly. what drove that game. That's what made that game what that game was. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. And, yeah. Even uh, just talked about observation. Observation had some glitches. The controls were kind of finicky at points. I, I I still, like, I played that game for, like, six hours to beat the campaign, and I still don't know which button opened the map. I keep forgetting, and I press the wrong button, and I'm like, fuck, I'm, like, in the wrong menu or whatever. But I still played the game because the story was so interesting. I wanted to see what was going on and what happened to these people. So, yeah, I will definitely overlook gameplay for story. I do want to give an example of a game that had great gameplay but a mediocre story that I fell off of, uh, the Shadow of War series. I don't know if you guys play these, the Shadow of Mordor, Shadow yeah. of Mordor, oh, yeah. or whatever. Uh, both those games had phenomenal gameplay. Like doing all these combos felt very Arkham, Batman Arkham kind of combat. Orcs that you could like level up. If they kill you, they level up, and you could have a, a grunt orc become like a commander and have these like different abilities and stuff. Gameplay was great, but the story was like boring. So I I didn't finish the first one. I got like six hours into the second one, and I just have no intention of going back. Um, I would say for an example, uh, for me, I guess, uh, would be like Kingdom Hearts 3. I feel like the story is very complex and convoluted and very easy to just drop all together. But I felt like the combat is a lot of fun doing combos and so many different ways to fight enemies that, um, the combat in that game is awesome, but the story, um, that, you know, finally came to an end because it was getting really hard to keep you know, tabs on what was happening. <laughs> so you prefer gameplay over story, is that what you're saying? Um, it, yeah, I guess it depends on the game. Like, Kingdom Hearts, like, I guess in that situation, the combat was better than the story. But like you said, the Telltale games, I really like those. And, and um, seeing how you chose, you know, different um, responses to questions, and you actually got to see what people chose, like the percentages, like, that was obviously more story-based, not so much... Um, you know, gameplay, and those are a lot of fun too. So I guess, it, like, because Telltale Games is, they tell you straight up, it's more decision making and story. Um, I guess for me, it can go either way. I guess, like, I don't have a preference to one or the other. I guess is, is there one you'd overlook more though? Is what I'm saying. Um, I guess if I had to say, I would overlook um, a bad story. I guess. Yeah, if, the, I, if, if the gameplay's fun and stuff, then I will continue playing it. But if the story is not the greatest, then um, I can get I can get over that. Yeah, I know Matt. If he were here, would one hundred percent say he would overlook story. <laughs> oh yeah, he does not care about story. He skips everything. He he beat he almost hundred percented Red Dead. I asked him a story detail last he time I talked it. about yeah. it. He's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. He's a character. Yeah, like, <laughs> I just had to go to point A to point B. Like, I yeah. know That's why I'm sad he wasn't here to talk about this Call of Duty, because he would have been pissed. <laughs> They're <laughs> focusing on campaign. Yeah, totally. Um, well, I guess going back to some of the answers that you guys gave us, um, I just found a couple. Here's one uh, from uh, Draws Nudes 999. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> He said, or she, uh, I'm more likely able to overlook a bad story if the gameplay is good or something I like. Dragon Age 2 is as an example of a mediocre. Um, mediocre. Mediocre. I totally just fucked that up. <laughs> uh, mediocre uh, to trash story. Um, but I really love the push a button and something awesome happens that and completed the games multiple times 
rocking a soldier, dealing fire damage, wearing rogue. Hey, draws nudes. Ninety nine. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. Dragon Age had a great story, but a shitty ass gameplay. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Um, here's one that there's that one button they could press to to, <laughs> to, to, to do everything. <laughs> uh, Panda Smasher, the second Castlevania reboot, Dracula. I'm fairly certain wasn't considered a good game, but I definitely marathon my way through with it through it for the story. I, I enjoyed it. Did you know anything about that? Don't you like the Castlevania series? I played So Ten quite a few times, but uh-huh. that's they did just release the uh, Castlevania collection or whatever. Yeah, it's like basically Switch. up to Symphony of the Night. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, but I've it's seen, not Symphony of the Night. It's so got yeah, Kid, Kid Dracula though. Is that <laughs> is that an unreleased game or something? Because I never heard of that. I, I say I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, it's not on my what, SNES Classic or like I've seen. I, is that a kid that was bitten by a vampire or is that kid supposed Dracula? to be canon- canonically like Dracula when he was, was a kid? Dracula He's born? not a vampire yet. He's just getting that bloodthirst. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like a child's play video game. It's weird. Um, you just do one more. Yeah, give us give us one. More. Uh, this one's really uh, short. Uh, Poex. FTW. Um, fuck the world. Fuck the world. For the win. Fuck the world. Fuck the women. Same thing. Um, Breath of the Wild. Great gameplay. Pretty lack or pretty lacking story in my opinion though. That's that's true. I agree. Honestly, most Zelda games story wise, it's like what Ocarina of Time. It's like okay, cool. I'm gonna try to save this princess, and then at the end, like every friend you've ever had just fucking leaves you, and you're sitting there, and you're like, shit. Now I just have this horse and. Nobody. <laughs> Except the Lon Lon Milk Girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get that milk. You know what Nintendo game has great story and great gameplay? Metroid Prime? Paper Mario. Come on, Nintendo. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> At E3, you better fucking announce it. And that's my quota. All right. Well, thank you for all your answers. And uh, keep a lookout for more of our questions. And uh, so we can get yours on the podcast. Thank you. Already better than Zach. He's never done that before, ever. <laughs> Poor Zach. Shame, shame on him for those uh, disgusting, absolutely vile tweets. Honestly, how do you oh, do yeah. that to like a gerbil? I didn't even. I I'm know. just now hearing about this. I want you guys to tell me. We were trying to protect you. Like, what am I, a child? You would think Petland would like catch on after like yeah. the third visit, but no. I mean, what? we should have known when he was close friends with Kevin Spacey. I just thought they were friends on Twitter, but apparently he's Spacey's known him since he was pretty small. Oh yeah, but I mean, I, hindsight is twenty twenty. I guess sometimes Spacey likes him a little medium well. All right, so uh, our last uh, topic here: Death Stranding had a new trailer, nine minutes long, and I still have no fucking idea what the <laughs> hell this game is. It looks interesting though. Yeah, so uh, Wednesday morning they dropped this trailer. Uh, it showcased story, characters, gameplay, and a release date. So let's start with what little story I could piece together. <laughs> it seems to be focused on reconnecting America, and that's – I did air quotes for those of you listening uh, – for reconnecting because I'm not sure what it means by that. They just keep mentioning, like, you need to reconnect America. Like, <laughs> we, we need to bridge everything, everything together. together. Yeah. It's like relationships, I guess. Because like, if we don't stand together, we, we're lost or something. <laughs> we're playing like, the game right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second here. Um, you think Trump was just like a, a, a patsy for Kojima? <laughs> this whole time? <laughs> Instead of Russia, really, like other signals crossed, it was from Japan. <laughs> Kojima's just been ruling the world. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the president um, is in a hospital bed in the Oval Office and is talking to the main character, Sam, here, which is you, and is telling us to – asking Sam to help us all come together. There's some bits about a uh, militant separatist group hunting people, and apparently they're causing void outs, they said, whatever the the fuck that is. I don't know, but apparently they're bad. You don't want void outs. I think that was like him shooting the flare up, causing the rain – to fall, which where I get you're getting to what the rain might do. Yeah, so every time it rains, it brings these uh, BTs, which are these invisible monsters we've kind of seen in these past trailers. Uh, instead of footprints, they leave handprints. I don't know why. Apparently, they have hands on their feet. Hands for feet. <laughs> feet hands. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the main character Sam says he can't see them, but he can sense them. And if he wants to see them, he has to connect this fetus baby 
to his bridge baby something yeah it's called they're Dude, called soup. bridge babies i think they're i think they're abbreviated bbs so bb bb to like see a the baby BT. bb yeah it's <laughs> up yeah definitely it's a weird fucking game yeah. so uh apparently you connect this uh, bridge baby to your suit and then it, the sensor goes out and you can kind of see them and see these weird dead things in like dead people like, or something floating in the sky i don't know i you you probably know as much as i do <laughs> but uh yeah bridges seems to be the corporation that you're working for or maybe bridges is what america has become i don't know we are the world <laughs> Um, the rain may or may not speed up time when it falls. They, they called it a time well, fall. You see like a bird get uh, like wet yeah, and then it's like, aged. oh my gosh, I'm a gray bird now. Yeah. And then the ground, like plants are just, like sprouting up and dying as the rain is falling and stuff. Yeah. That's, it seems crazy or whatever, but. Kojima. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So let's talk about gameplay. Uh, we, we did see quite a bit of traversal here. You you have this little giant ladder that you can just bring out. Did you guys see the menu? Like, there's nothing on yeah. his shoulder. He brought out the menu. He picked the ladder. There's ability. a huge-ass fucking ladder. <laughs> and then it just expands yeah. to how far you want. Yeah, to like, and, like, having that in Breath of the Wild would have been awesome. Yeah, because <laughs> you can avoid the rain. <laughs> you rain. <laughs> but now the rain's back with the Oh, my God. This, this game is uh, Kojima's take on Breath of the Wild. <laughs> the rain is shitty and fucks you up. You're climbing everything <laughs> with your ladder. Yeah, you have different outfits. Yeah. <laughs> you have a motorcycle? Oh, shit. In the DLC of Zelda. Yeah, this is getting... And, like, the way you're running away from those people and they're, like, following you and stuff? Honestly, the, like, that gameplay footage that we did see is... I, I, that's what kind of made me want to really buy this game. It seems like copy-paste. It looked like... Solid. You're, yeah, exactly. That's like, you're, you're kind of hunched over running and you run away and then kind of isolate people and punch them yeah. a couple times. Yeah. The gadgets. Like, yeah. wheel and... We'll talk about that in a second. Okay, we'll get there. I, th- I thought you mentioned <laughs> gameplay. I'm sorry. Well, it's still on traversal, all right? This is yeah, an outline yeah, for yeah, a reason. Like <laughs> like it looks like a FedEx-like simulator where you're also, like, delivering packages. There was one where they had, like, a person. Like, I'm guessing it was a dead person... That was the, that? the last trailer, yeah. yeah. But anyway, going back to this. After the ladder that shows them putting like the spike with like a rope and you're going down this like chasm or whatever, is he trying to get to the other side? Because I feel like the ladder would have been a better tool <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Maybe you so can do either or. They did show vehicles or at least one vehicle. We saw that weird motorcycle that was like futuristic or whatever. He was doing a wheelie for no reason. The very Breath of the Wild motorcycle. <laughs> there's like a blue light around it. Yeah. Um, there, there's like a, an old-timey tank. I'm not sure if you can actually get in it or anything, but it was there. Yeah, and let's get into combat now. So we, we start by seeing like the melee combat. You're right, you're hunched over in the tall grass and the people are looking for you and then you come in and like you're running away from them they punch you and they knock something off of you and then you start punching them. It was like blue or like purple. Yeah. Something fell off it of you. It has to have been like, like a weird something like a package you're carrying or something. Some yeah. kind of and then he pulled piece out. piece of the fetus that you're carrying around. I don't know. He pulled out the briefcase and was hitting people with it and stuff. <laughs> That's and so weird. He started punching people then he's like the next person. I was like, well, you, you get a briefcase <laughs> now. I feel like the ladder would have been a better tool to hit people with. <laughs> or maybe like every, like each enemy combo you go like, okay, you beat this one enemy. Next enemy you get the briefcase. Next enemy you get to beat him with the ladder. <laughs> The next one, maybe you get, like, a hatchet or something. I yeah. don't know. I hope there's an achievement, or, I guess, a trophy in PS4, for killing, like, six soldiers or, like, ten soldiers with a, a briefcase. <laughs> 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 we did get, like, a brief shot of gunplay. Like, out of this, like, nine-minute trailer, maybe only, like, ten seconds, we, we showed actual guns. And, uh, yeah, you're like, it seems a lot like Metal Gear Solid and... You know, slowed down time. It looks like they were spotting you or whatever. So, Like over-the-shoulder kind of gunplay. And then, like, when you're actually in physical combat, kind of like when you're running around, like, exact same camera angle, it seems. Yeah, and then there's that section where he's like, I need to get away from the BTs. So it sounds like the BTs you can't actually fight. You just have to get away from. It's going to be like stealth. When yeah. you get to them, it's going to be hide, hide from them. Maybe you might be able to fight them later in the game. Maybe when you find out what they are. I don't really know. Wait, are, are BTs like the army of darkness that you have to face? Like I think it's so the monsters, weird. right? It's the, it seems it like the could, monsters. It but could be just that whole... The whole army of darkness. Yeah. Those seem like you need the bridge babies to at least detect them because I feel like to you'll see them because he said he can sense them so maybe because the, the little vibration antenna thing, I think the antenna is a, I don't know if the antenna thing is a part of the baby and like helps I think yeah like whenever the baby is there it like 
goes off yeah. or whatever. But he said he can sense them. He just can't see them. So that makes me think like there might be sections where you don't have the baby where it's like, like the vibration on your controller you have to use kind of tells to... you the basic area they're in. But yeah, it's basically a stealth section where you're trying to hide from something you can't really see, which is interesting, but also fucked up. <laughs> so... I was just thinking about it, and um, yeah, it seems like the they call it BTs. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Somehow, I think that they're this army of darkness, kind of like because you see some like yeah images of gameplay where you actually see like these like basically ghost soldiers like running and then disappearing. It's almost like I don't know. That'd be cool if you had like force field around you, and then like they can't really get in that. And that'd be really cool. But we'll see what happens. I don't know. Also, it might have a Dark Souls element where, like, these are, like, yeah. people who played the game before who have died off. But we'll get to that in a bit. Well, this gameplay, so let's keep talking about it. Um, Kojima had mentioned in an interview before, like, this is going to have some kind of multiplayer component. Um, he also said, you're playing the game right now. So people theorize it could be, like... It might connect to your Twitter or your Facebook or your social <laughs> account and bring in like stuff that it recognizes from there into the game or something like that. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, that's the craziest thing because with the original Metal Gear Solid, it would read your saves from uh, Konami files. It'll tell you how we, what your progress was on like Silent Hill. Yeah, and Psycho Manus would make fun of you. Um, at one point, you actually had to switch controller ports. So bringing that kind of craziness, the, like out out of the box thinking. Yeah, bringing that into like. This modern day um, kind of gaming, yeah, age, like, uh, it's gonna be insane. PT or like what what was announced as Silent Hills, like the playable teaser. Uh, originally, his plan for that before it got canceled was that it was gonna connect to your cell phone and send you weird texts as you progressed in That'd the game. That'd be awesome. That'd stuff. be so fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this horror game would do that, but yeah, I, I fully expect some kind of like weird out of like real world connection to happen in this game it's all about connection um, if it's yeah there you go <laughs> if it's uh, multiplayer yeah people assumed it might be something like dark souls like you're somebody else dying impacts your game or like someone can invade your game maybe like watchdogs or something i have no idea i'm not even sure he has any idea at this point <laughs> but yeah it, it seems i'm definitely interested even though i don't know what the fuck this game is <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about the characters here so they did list off like pretty much oh, the major yeah. cast or whatever so norman reedus is sam obviously he's known for walking dead you have mads mickelson as cliff uh obviously hannibal rogue one. Ro rogue one yeah uh leah sado as fragile uh she was uh the most recent bond girl in specter She's also in a bunch of French films. Um, <laughs> Margaret Qualey as Mama. She is, like, really good in Leftovers. She's the, the daughter from Leftovers. Oh, nice. Um, she was also in Nice Guys, if you ever saw I that. I love Nice Guys. Yeah. You also have Guillermo del Toro as Dead Man. And they said this is a special appearance. People are like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> so he kind of clarified in, a, in an interview later on. It's basically they took his likeness. Uh, Guillermo del Toro, the director known for Shape of Water, Hellboy, and so forth. I mean, yeah. um, they took his likeness, but he actually didn't do any of the mocap or the voice. Someone else is doing that. It's just his likeness. They're just crediting. like, Yeah. And the, and the same with uh, Nicholas Winding Rafe as Hartman. It's another special appearance. So somebody else is doing the mocap and the voice for him. He's the director known for Drive and Valhalla Rising. Valhalla Rising, which had Mads Mikkelsen in it. So I feel like this is just him saying to his friends, hey, let me put you in a video game. <laughs> and they're like, fuck it, why not? <laughs> I'm busy that weekend, but yeah, just take my face. Yeah. Who, who is Die Hard Man? Uh, I didn't put him on here because I have no idea <laughs> who it was. Yeah, but there's, a, there's a character Bruce called Willis. Die Hard Man. Um, yeah, apparently he's a real fan <laughs> of Die Hard. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Troy Baker is Higgs. Um, Troy Baker, famous voice actor known for Booker DeWitt, Joel from Last of Us, and uh, Joker from Arkham Origins. Ooh. Oh, and uh, Liz, Lindsay Wagner as Emile. Uh, she was the bionic woman in the 1970s TV show. Really? Yeah. They de-aged her. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. She looks so young. In this she looks show. very young, even yeah. though she's, like, what, bleeding out the nose and like that? The eyes. The eyes. eyes. Uh, the eyes yeah. Eyes. She's crying blood. Yeah. That's, yeah. like, some weird shit. I have no idea what this game is. Yeah. I'm so interested. Is this PlayStation exclusive, though, right? Yes. I'm never going to be able to play it. But I'll Are you getting a PS5? I don't. I don't know. I don't. You have to at this point. 
I don't, we'll see, I guess. But P- this will be backwards compatible, he said. So. Yeah, so it still begs the question, what the fuck is this game? Like, I think it's just going to be a lot of symbolism and shit, and like, nothing's not going to make so, sense. I think part of it's just not going to make sense, and it's just, uh, you're going to have to get over that fact. Have you played like most of the Metal Gears? Oh, yeah. What would you what would you rate the stories? Not the gameplay, the story factor of it. As far as like if you let your imagination kind of go with it and you're like instead of being like this is kind of fucking weird or dumb. <laughs> honestly, the story and how like it affects the gameplay is phenomenal. There are a lot of moments where you actually start questioning your own reality and like it's it's great. Are there still like 3 hour long cutscenes and stuff? No, again, at least the first three, the, the cutscenes weren't too bad. And actually, a lot of them were really, really good and very well put together. Four kind of overdid it again, or overdid it a bit. And then, um, yeah, I, I did not play five. I, I got a little bit into five, but then I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on with this story. So I just <laughs> stopped. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it definitely intrigues me. And it, if it doesn't have any of the baggage of like, because I, I played a little bit of Metal Gear 1. I, I didn't really play any of 2 or 3 or anything. I never owned PS2. Uh, PS3, I got super late in the generation. And then 5, again, there's so much baggage with the story of them continuing and stuff. I didn't know these characters, so I didn't really get into it. But this is like a clean slate. No one knows these characters. So hopefully he'll explain them and stuff. So I'm definitely intrigued. I, I do think I'm going to get it and play it. But I, I'm not sure if I'll like it at this point. I think it's going to go ahead and head head to head with Sword and Shield for Game of the Year. Really? If, this, if this game comes in a bundle with a PS5, maybe I might get it. I don't know if it'll come with a bundle, but I'm sure it'll. It might come to PS Plus at some point. So I'll let you borrow I it just if think you get a I, PS5. I, just think, I don't know. I just think like I don't know. I feel like how can you not get a PS5? I don't know because things get expensive and. You can I watch my dog I, for I a weekend like, and play it. If I have three consoles, like that's start a lot. saving now. You want to play everything if you're a gamer. Rick's getting the Xbox too. Start saving up now, dude. You have, you have a year. You have a year. But uh, yeah, so oh yeah, the release date November eighth, twenty nineteen. So this year, did anyone expect this game to come out this year? Not at all. Yeah, I thought we were like we were way talking off. about it with the last uh, during the E three episode. Like oh yeah, Death Stranding like. You know, 2022. Yeah, out of Death Stranding, Last of Us, and Ghost of Tsushima, this was, I thought this was the furthest out. Because <laughs> he literally created, we were, we were there when the studio formed in 2016. And then, like, 2017, he's like, yeah, we just picked an, a game engine. Like <laughs> They felt so far behind. It's like, yeah. this is fast. So, I think this game might be a lot smaller than we think it is. Right? I think it's going to be the size of the entire United States. <laughs> you get to go to every inch of well, the Well, yeah, you know, because I think it's going to be like a, almost like a territorial game. It, that's what it seems. Like, the light coming from the east and the dark coming from the west and, like, basically the army of the dead. And the White you, Walkers are coming. Well, basically, they're all <laughs> dark and they're led by um, Mikkelsen. Um, so, yeah, I think you're bridging out and, like, basically getting new territory and turning more things to light with your bridge project. And then, you know, fighting up against the dark side and the, um, what I call them, BTs, the bridge turds. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> they're trying to take turds on your bridges. And then eventually you're going to find out that it goes a lot deeper than just a territory game. And then that's where things really get bucky. That's when you get on, you have to get on Facebook and you have to friend a certain person. They'll give you a clue to where the rest of the game is. Yeah. <laughs> Travel. That would be interesting. Like, like a little bit of a, and, uh, what do you call them? Like treasure hunt yeah. on social media <laughs> to get answers. And yeah. start like geocaching things. You actually have to go outside to play this game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm definitely intrigued, and this this is definitely PlayStation's November game. Um, it will be coming up against other like November games, which we know like this comes out a week before uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I'm assuming. Well, Call of Duty's October oh. 25th. Yeah, yeah. Sword and Shield. Sword, Sword and Shield, Shield is November, right? They said. Or? Yeah. Yeah. So, how well do we think this will do? Like, it's it's a Sony exclusive, so I'm sure it'll sell it's pretty Kojima's well. First game. But after everything we've seen, I know the hardcore Kojima fans are probably going to be like buying this day one. But the uh, the casual viewer who's like, what the fuck is going on in this game? Do you think they'll say more E3? Like a lot more? They're not at E3. 
Oh yeah, that's right. That's oh, why this. Do came you think out they're now. gonna have another thing after? Or they already had it. Like that was it. I think there, there's probably going to be another state of play. Yeah, like PlayStation afterwards. state of play, just all about it. Yeah. And then, like, three more that are going to be all about it because we're running out of stuff to talk about. Yeah, definitely. So I, I definitely think that's coming. I don't think we're going to get that till after E3. Yeah, Sony's not at E3. That's why we got this now because this would have definitely been an E3-type thing that they just put online now. So, yeah. I'm totally going to buy it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I have it pre-ordered. I was running out of my... Uh, Best Buy Gamers Club Unlock membership, and I'm like, I gotta pre-order games, otherwise I'm gonna have to pay full price for them. So I pre-ordered this. I actually might pre-order this. Yeah. Wow. I know it's crazy. I, maybe, maybe. I don't know. It'd be suck if I. It would suck if I pre-order it and it's just a meaty core game. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I just realized. Like, <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> All right, so now time for... That's my favorite chance. I'm so sorry. (laughs) They spelled it wrong. (laughs) They did not spell it wrong. (laughs) Support subtitles. Wow! (laughs) All right, so yeah. (laughs) Time for our favorite segment here, Subpar Subtitles. So those of you who don't know, Subpar Subtitles is a game we like to play here every week. Uh, Video games are known for kind of doing a uh, franchise title, then a colon, then a subtitle, and that's S-U-B hyphen T-I-T-L-E. So what I've done is I've taken a list of three actual subtitles, and I've incorporated one fake one into that list. Uh, There's five rounds. I'll give each of our panel that list of... uh, subtitles they have to pick out the fake one uh you get one point for each correct answer we've been keeping a tally of uh the score so far this year uh rick what are the current scores all right so no 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 points were scored last week am i correct they were not that (laughs) is hilarious (laughs) all right rick leading up the leading up the bat with uh 20 leading up the bat what the fuck was leading up the bat (laughs) rick in the lead with 20 uh chance and leading up the pack Leading up the pack, yeah. Chance in second with 11, and Zach with 9. All right, let's let's get this underway here. Round one. Freestyle snowboarding. Battle for Atlantis. Relay run. Don't try this at home. Chance? Um, Don't try this at home. D for Chance. Rick, I'm going to go C, C, relay, relay run round two, dark Alliance, dark tomorrow, dark allegiance, dark corners of the earth. Um, dark allegiance, dark allegiance, a for chance, uh, B was no dark dark allegiance is C dark Alliance is a, so you want, you want an allegiance or alliance? (laughs) (laughs) So hard. Dark Alliance. Dark Alliance A. All right, I'm going B, Dark Tomorrow. Dark Tomorrow for Rick. Round three. Point of Impact. Windfall. Chariot Wars. Masters of Space and Time. Rick? I'm going with Chariot Wars. Nope, no, no. I'm going to go with Point of Impact. Point of Impact A. Chance. We're going to do the same. Point of Impact A. Round four, Valhalla awaits, first to fight, men of courage, weapons of mass destruction. Chance? I'm going to do B. First to fight. I'm going to go C. Men of courage. Round five. Yeah, we're on five. Uh, The Sunstone Odyssey, Ancient Shadow, Seven Sorrows, Reptar Returns. Rick? I'm going to go A, Sunshine Odyssey. Sunstone. Sunstone Odyssey. Chance? What was the B? Ancient Shadow. And the last one, Reptar. Reptar Returns. Hmm. Okay, I'll go with A. The Sunstone Odyssey. Now for the twist. So you guys have the chance to either keep your answers and you will get one point for each correct answer you have. Or you can choose to say that they were all real or that they were all fake. If they, if you say all real or all fake, and that is indeed the case, you get 10 points. 
So Chance. I go first? Will you stay? <sighs> I don't know. All right, I'm two ahead of Zach. I go for it and get it right. Pays off huge. I might go all real. You going all real? I'm going to go all real. All real for chance. Rick, what about you? Holding. Rick is holding. All right. All right. Round one. Amped freestyle snowboarding. Real game. Aquaman, battle for Atlantis. Real game. Relay run. Not a real game. (laughs) Backyard wrestling, don't try this at home. Real game. Round two. Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliance. Real game. I remember that one. That's for PS2. Batman Dark Tomorrow. Real game. Surprise you didn't remember that one. (laughs) Dark Allegiance. Not a real game. So I was right the first time. I had Allegiance first. (laughs) Call of Cthulhu, Dark Corners of the Earth. Real game. Round three. Burnout 2, Point of Impact, real game. Windfall, not a real game. Circus Maximus Chariot Wars, real game. Blinks 2, Masters of Time and Space, real game. Round 4, Valhalla Awaits, not a real game. Ah, damn it. So you only got one more point over. So far, at least. uh, Close Combat, First to Fight, real game. Commandos 2, Men of Courage, real game. Conspiracy, Weapons of Mass Destruction, Real game. Round four. Dinotopia, the Sunstone Odyssey. God damn it. So you only got one point ahead. That's not bad. That's not bad. Frogger, Ancient Shadow. Real game. Gauntlet, Seven Sorrows. Real game. Reptar Returns. That was the fake game? No. I'm thinking there was like a Rugrat game. Oh, yeah. That's what I was hoping you would play. I was like, because I know there are Rugrat games because I played them. So I'm like, oh, there must have been a Lemma Sway or Rusty. That's exactly what I wanted you to think. Still, I'm in a firm 10 point lead over everyone. That's not, I'm fine though. You only got one point ahead of me. And that risk wasn't that bad. That risk wasn't that bad though. But you would have been another point ahead of Zach. Just one point? That's not a big deal. What if he comes back next week? He won't. That's right, because he's fired. Oh, yeah. He's in Spain getting a vasectomy. He had to go all the way out of Spain. I figured he was in Thailand, you know, for... Him and Kevin Spacey. Thailand stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all that pad Thai. <laughs> all the Tony Jaw movies. <laughs> all right, so uh, thanks for listening. Remember, you can catch us every Monday on Google Play. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, you want to yell at Zach for being such a vile person. Yeah, freaking weirdo. You can uh, email us at the Untitled Gaming Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us at TugPod, T-U-G-P-O-D, on Twitter, and then on Instagram at TugPod, T-U-G underscore P-O-D. Uh, we also ask that you subscribe and leave us reviews. Five-star reviews for us. One-star reviews for every other podcast. He did like a lot of Subway.